0: Life
1: audio Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Kluck, joined as always, in studio by my good friends, my partners in radio, Barnabas Piper, Ronald J. Martin. Boys, I have no enthusiasm for this whatsoever uh i'm 46 we've been doing it for eight years um nothing to talk about and no desire to do so um that's where i'm at feeling a little existential this morning a little what's the point ish ronald you're probably on the road where are you
0: yeah i'm in uh new albany indiana no oh, wow uh, great preaching at the church that we did our last live show at on sunday oh, and I've been is, is there still sort week.
2: of a residual glow do, do, do they seem to have like gained a significant amount of attendance any any major spill oh from yeah i mean events? they don't
0: they don't know what to do they're like at that they're at that that church problem where it's like man we were at like 700 and now we're at 500 after the live show every week we don't know what to do with all these extra people we got to <laughs> develop programs it's literally it's it's a good and bad problem that they're having right now due to our
1: show so mm. that was a green room check check it out for me
0: yeah, it's great. I haven't been in there yet. But there is a residual glow that just comes off the church now. You know, since, yes. since we since we spent that two and a half hours there that night, you know.
1: Hey, can I can I run a thing by you? Please this is do. something that um a friend a friend of mine shared with me. He's kind of in the church um I don't know, advising business or whatever, consulting. That's the word that I was looking for. Um and he made this kind of Hilarious observation about church planters and and just church people in general in that they basically have small businesses, right? Mm -hmm. You know, even if you have a huge church, your staff is like 10. Mm -hmm. Um, But they all act like they're Elon Musk and they all read books by like, I don't know, entrepreneurs and like Steve Jobs and they have this like steve jobs mindset about a thing that's actually really a small business even if it's going really really well um does that quote mean anything to you because i thought it was really interesting and funny
0: i mean it totally i think it totally does yeah because it's like you have like what's weird is you know like you have to have those considerations right because like you, you know you got to keep the yeah like, you got to keep the lights on in the building right. It's like you're you're still thinking about that kind of stuff. You have people that are on the payroll. You like you're thinking about those types of things a lot. And it's a nonprofit, so you're not like you're not selling anything, which makes it complex.
1: So why are you and, reading the you Steve know, Jobs biographies and thinking of yourselves in that way? That seems really <laughs> ridiculous to me. There should be another another category of of like. Ways of I mean, thinking I, about yourself. I, I mean
0: I'm not you asked me the question. I'm not I've never read a Steve <laughs> yeah. Jobs biography in my life. <laughs> <right. but> it's,
2: <laughs> Ronnie's Ronnie is deeply embedded in Wendell Berry book clubs for the summer. So yeah, very very different direction. Yeah, I would not
0: be a Steve Jobby kind of a biography well, kind of guy, but you know, that's you know, but I, I get what you're saying though. You know? There's a there's a weird thing going on there though, because that observation is like
2: sixty percent true and forty percent completely misses the kind of the weird dynamic of leading in a church which is that say you say you are on a staff at a church of 700 people so you have you know 10 12 full-time staff members that's a small business Mm -hmm. except in every other small business those 12 people work pretty much exclusively with one another on behalf of the business and in the church they work my the majority of their time with other people outside so it's this like Mm and you have members of the organization and you're constantly trying to recruit members of the organization to work on behalf of the organization for free and so it's it's a really you know it's almost like having 300 employees if you have a large volunteer base except mm. that they're not your employees so there's a lot of accuracy in it in that like yeah you're not you're not leading a a, a national phenomenon of an organization there's not this sort of massive complexity of multi-layered everything but it is a lot more than just like, you know, the local computing repair business with eight employees that, you know, even if the numbers are close.
1: Interesting. Boys, let's take a break. And um, when we get back, we'll talk about the kinds of ads people are getting and and maybe get into why I don't feel like doing this. Uh, we'll be back. All right, we're back. Um, yeah, let's let's. Let's do a little deep dive into the lack of energy on my part this morning. Uh, I, have, I have questions. Um, you guys are men of the cloth. I'm going to put you to work. Um, a, why do I not feel like doing this? B, do you guys feel like doing it? And C, what do you do when you don't feel like doing it? Like How, how, do, you, how do you sort of navigate that? Um, those are multi-part questions. Pipe, you go first. So the first question was why don't
2: you feel like doing this?
1: Yes. Well, my recollection of you know having done this show
2: with you for what now, eight years? Something eight like years, that. Man. I mean it's a long time, dude. Yeah. There's we are we are, you know, a a a church plant is no longer a church plant after eight years. It's just like a full on church. <laughs> like we're we're no longer yeah. a startup podcast. We're we're old. Yeah. Um you go through cyclical glumness, and I feel like it yeah. has something to do with end of the school year, start of the school year. I don't know. I I, I haven't tracked it. That doesn't. That seems a little. That would be a little creepy. But yeah. uh, it feels like you're just you're in a down cycle right now. It's, it's a Ted glum down cycle. Um, yeah. It could also possibly be because you know a couple of weeks ago you you sent your son off to work for the summer and then you went on vacation you're now back from vacation back from vacation is a uh, is ripe for glumness you know just because yeah. you went from kind of utopia to it's a 7 billion degrees and you have to mow the lawn in middle tennessee
1: yeah no that's a good word there's a, yeah there's a, there's a bit of what's the pointishness operative for me right now in that like mm, all the same people are doing all the same things everybody's arguing about the same stuff uh i've got this beautiful house that i'm like not quite keeping up with you know um and i'm just reflecting on like when kk and i were first married living in like 500 square feet we were never happier you know what i mean but you you hang around more you get more you get more titles you do more things you put out more product You do more podcasts, it doesn't necessarily make your life better. And I'm not trying to do some fight club. Early two thousands, get rid of all your stuff. Sounds thing. like but it, it sounds
2: like you're quoting the message version of Ecclesiastes. Frankly,
1: <laughs> yeah, and you would know, right? You just you just did a, a that's a right big Ecclesiastes project. Wow, nice transition there, guys. That I appreciate well, that. Well, well I, planned. I, well, yeah, put it a, on a promo and
2: straight down the fairway. Well done. Which
1: promoting doesn't make us happy anymore either, but I but I'm still I'm still good at doing it. You know, it doesn't mean <laughs> doesn't mean you lose the muscles. Um. I don't know, big R thoughts on any of that?
0: Yeah, I think you're like me, T. I think, like, we just, we, we have, like, uh, man, our, our existentialism, it either is, like, all the way to the north or all the way to the south. Mm. So we can't just go, ah, I'm a little glum today. I don't really feel like doing anything. And it's just another day, and you're going to have many more days like that. And, we, you know, most people are able to slough it off. But yeah. for us, we have to get all into what is the meaning of life, because we're just, mm-hmm. so I think we're, I think we, we get kind of polar when it, when we start like reflecting on things of this nature. And like, we can't just say, Hey, it's just one of those days where I'm just, I don't know, maybe I haven't, maybe it's the lack of sleep's catching up on me, or maybe it could be a, like, it could be dozens of different things that cause us to be in this particular mood, but we go. We kind of go all the way into what is what is the purpose of life, you know, rather yeah. than just rather. We're not really good plotters, is probably what it is. We are probably yeah. people that like to start things in some ways. We we like we like new things, but then when those things become a little routine, you know, even though we probably like routines too, but when the but when certain things become routine, we're, we we get a little restless and we get a little yeah. like I don't know why I'm doing what I'm doing. Because it's yeah. lost its newness, and we struggle with that. I don't know. It's, it's, part, of, yeah. it's part of being a writer or an artist or, or all that kind of... It's why you do new things. It's why yeah. you're... Const- in a podcast, technically, it's like we're doing a new thing every week, but we're not. We're doing the same thing every yeah. week. And we're yeah. also in a medium where you look around and you go, man, I, you know, like, dude, my contribution... To this yeah. medium. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we got a niche, we got an audience. Yeah. Um, man, our fans are incredible. And yeah. um I mean that's that's super encouraging, but it also doesn't mean that on a you <clears throat> man, on a Friday morning in the middle of June, like we're all super yeah. pumped to
1: be here. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I, I think that's that's good. And like I don't know, this is probably the Enneagram three in me. I'm not even good at like the fun parts of being glum. Like I know certain people like when they get glum, I'll be like, how you doing? And they're like, Oh, I'm glum. I, I, I sat in a blanket in the dark and watched the office for the 11th time all day long. And I'm like, God, oh, that's, that sounds kind of pleasant. Like, but because I'm a shame driven maniac. Like I, I, I can't even enjoy that part of being glum. I have to still do stuff you know and i'm i'm beating my brains out you have on this project to produce in that. the middle of glumness i have to produce in the middle of glumness to like show the world how not affected by it i am i mean it's a, it's a miserable way to live really it is um so yeah i i i think if i was just a four i could probably enjoy the glumness and probably sit around and feel sorry for myself and i don't know watch tv and and be in a blanket but like I don't know. I can't even but do that very well. that's the thing too, man. It's that like, bums me what, out.
0: But what you just said too is so interesting yeah. because I feel like everything that I do is related to producing, production. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's always related to like, um, like the things that I do. It's always like, it's like here, here's what I did. Here's what I have to yeah. show for what I did with my day. So no, yeah. matter, no matter how depressed, how low, how high I am, like there mm-hmm. is like some kind of product that has to come out of that because it's the nature of what I do in every area of my life. And yeah so sometimes, man, you just want to be like, I just don't wanna I don't wanna have anything to show for anything, but then that's a struggle because you're so used to always like producing something.
1: Yeah. So then so
0: when you even when you don't produce something, you're like, well, that feels great, except now I feel empty because I didn't produce anything.
1: Yeah, exactly. No, that's that's one thousand percent how I live. So it's serious question. I have two questions and pipe you can address either of these. How do you square that maniacal, probably shame-driven desire to produce with, you know, faith and trusting the Lord for provision and even just, like, emotional provision. So that's one question. And I I, I think another thing that I'm grappling with is, like, we are average, you know? We're average writers. (laughs) You guys are probably average in ministry, I think I'm probably an average professor. Like, we're average. Like, we don't have a million listeners. We're not making a million dollars on this. Like, we're average. And I think it's hard to be average, but I don't know why I would expect anything else. Like, I have average parents, you know, and and Pipe, of of all three of us, you probably have the highest upside, just like (laughs) given that both of your parents are brilliant. Like, you've got a high ceiling. Like, we don't even have that. Um I I don't know D- address either of those things. Um well let me let me address the
2: average thing. <laughs> um yeah. I take a lot of comfort in average. It talk about that for That's two reasons. One, I did grow up in a house of brilliant people and mm-hmm. learned fairly early that trying to keep up with them was exhausting and not for me, you know. If I mm-hmm. if I aspired to do what my dad does in terms of productivity and the sheer volume of work he's put out, like setting aside, you know, yeah. what you believe about his theology or his ministry or whatever, just writing that many books, trying to sell as many books, etc. Mm-hmm. If I tried mm-hmm. to match that, I would be, I, I would be curled up in a blanket in the dark somewhere. I mean, that's not really, <laughs> I would be doing that with, a, you know, an array of empty bottles around me, not watching the office. That would, <laughs> that, sure. that would have been, they would have driven me to that. But, yeah. uh, so average for me is like this is okay. This is where I am. This is like, I, you know, am I? Somebody would tell me I'm not aspiring to enough, but at the same time, I, I can laugh with my kids. I can hang out with friends. I can sleep at night. Like there, there are a lot of things in life that I'm like, life is life is all right. So average, work, yeah. average works for me. The other thing is, I think steady averageness really adds up over time. It, it, mm. So I turn 40 next year, which that doesn't seem like any sort of crisis to me. Maybe it will as I get closer. But what dawned on me was that by the time I turn 40, I will have published, I think, six books. And and that that is entirely a product of steady averageness. It's not aspiring yeah. to greatness. It's just sort of what's the next thing in front of me that Mm -hmm. I can kind of get my hands into and keep plugging away. Um, And that doesn't mean that I'm kind of constantly like floating like, Oh, this is great. Cause I do feel a lot of that, like pressure to produce. I I'm really bad at slowing down. Vacation doesn't come easy for me. Resting doesn't come easy for me. I rest when I've collapsed basically. Mm -hmm. Or when my wife is like, stop, you're going to hurt yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's just, I, I don't know, the average thing, I look at it and I go, okay, we've done an average podcast for eight years. You know how many other podcasts out there have lasted eight years? Probably less than 1%. Yeah,
1: that's you a know, good point.
2: You know, we're we're in the top 5% of all podcasts by by listeners, like listener downloads per month. We're not exceptional, but there is something mm-hmm. that really works about just yeah. consistently being average.
1: Yeah. I hope there's something that works about being glum on the air. Girls. <laughs> this is going to be an unpopular episode. Um But then
2: it'll be gone and we'll do another one next week because we're exactly. consistently
1: average. Exactly. Exactly. You know, uh, that that's a good word. And actually I I really do admire that about you Pipe that you're able to like um yeah, just deal with what's in front of your face and 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 not sort of try to see yourself in a certain way and uh, Reform guys are really good at sort of romanticizing plotting, and I wish I could also be good at that. I, I've really wanted to. Like I've 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 read the plotting articles and I've I've known people who are good at romanticizing that and I really would like to be one of those people. But um
2: Well that's I the, don't know. the other thing about that though, there's there's a there's a side to romanticizing plotting that is a quick way to like keep other people from excelling, you know. Yeah. In a in a world full of gray, the person who wears red stands out a little too much. You're like, no, no, we all we all just do gray. Don't don't try yeah. to be anything special. And there, you yeah. know, for some some people are exceptional, <laughs> and just let them yeah. go. Like, great, you go be exceptional, be better than me. I'll be really happy for you when you sell 150 thousand copies. I'll be a little bit jealous, but you know, also good for you. And so there is something in the reformed world where there's just sort of a. If somebody is exceptional, there's suspicion uh-huh. of them there's you know there's kind of like yeah. a grumbling disregard right. for them we want to we want to kind of undermine them quietly, so that plotting thing has a has that effect i think that sort of addiction to plotting
1: yeah no it's that's interesting. Do you guys know a lot of exceptional people? I don't um I've worked with them adjacent to them on projects over the years it's almost always a bad experience so i always come away from exceptional people kind of being underwhelmed by them but maybe it's just the the type of exceptional person i get exposed to uh but i i I guess i just don't know a lot of exceptional people at this stage of the game um do you guys That's like an honest question. I mean, you know, yeah,
0: it's a totally honest question. I think there's some nuance to it, too, because like I guess like what do we mean when we say brilliant people? Right. Because it's like I do not when I'm around people that are, say, like intellectually brilliant and that that typically comes with a with kind of a a particular personality bent most of the Mm -hmm. time, most of the time. Not all the time, mm-hmm. but it comes with a particular kind of bent of personality that I'm not super pumped up about when I'm around it. Yeah. Um, and you guys know what I'm
1: talking about. I feel like maybe um, you're um,
0: understating that a little bit. Yeah, I'm understating it a lot because I'm trying to be kind. And um, You're going to hate
1: academia then, baby. Like I, I know you're aspiring to this, like uh, I don't know, seminary prof thing, but academia is filled with people who think they're exceptional but aren't like well here's the thing
0: the, i would love to yeah I, i've talked to jared c about that so so i'm, I'm kind of mm-hmm. so what i so hold on i'm gonna get to that because i'm glad that you brought yeah. that up so yeah. there's another there's another kind of of brilliant too right i mean there's all kinds of mm-hmm. different kinds of brilliant right where you get people that mm-hmm. are like incredibly engaging and funny and just um, and uh, like like you can't wait to be around them and like i don't know how brilliant like from an intellectual standpoint they are at all i just mm-hmm, know that like mm-hmm. as human beings they're amazing people and there yeah. is a i don't know i guess you could say there's a brilliance about that because they know how to they they know how to carry themselves in social situations that to me is like wow that's that's something right there that's yeah. amazing yeah now I, now to me well first let me say this i mean yeah let me say uh, first a message to our fans um just remember um all this talk about averageness um is, you know, I am gonna let those two boys speak for
1: themselves with that, first off. <laughs> I, what you, yeah, you, that?
2: Were, you were notably silent on that portion
1: of the conversation. Yeah, wait wait a minute. Uh what do you what do you mean by that?
0: I'm I'm joking. I'm I'm incredible oh. I am I am like horrifically average and I'm I was just joking. But yeah. um but the other thing that you're talking about, baby, in terms of academia, so this is kind of how I see it, right? Yeah. I would I would love to maybe step into academia and be like change like sort of like reverse the trend a little bit. Like I would like to be the guy that like kind of steps in, you know, with that doesn't have like 17 commentaries like, you know, trying to juggle that as I walk into the office. Like I would yeah. I would like to I would like to be a little bit more of the fun-loving party guy that can still go deep <laughs> but then still backs away from it and can still have like a normal conversation that doesn't always get Get you know, kind of back itself into New Testament Greek or something. Like to me, that yeah. would be really, really fun, really inspiring. And it's like, hey guys, so there's this other guy over in the corner there of the
1: room, uh-huh. and he might be somebody you like
0: to hang out. Yeah, with. he's a prof,
1: I, You know, I mean, my experience with that because I am kind of that guy. I, I was
0: gonna say, T, you do you not let me finish. Yeah. I was gonna say, like, that's the kind of guy that I think you are in that context, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Hey, let's take a break. Let's take a little lab break, and on the other end of it, we'll come back and talk about what it looks like to be that kind of guy in academia. We'll be back. All right, we're back. Big R, you laid out kind of an archetypal way forward for you in the academy. Um, I kind of am being that kind of guy now. I'm about you to embark. That.
0: You kind of embody yeah,
1: I, I embody it a little bit. And I'll say this, and this is a, this is a real word. Um, I'm not trying to be funny here. Like, certain people will love you for it. So you're going to enjoy that, right? You'll enjoy sort of being different. You'll enjoy being the yeah. unique guy in academia. And certain people will love you for it. And here it comes. And then there's the other 98%. I know what you're going to say. Well, and it's not even 98%, right? It's not. But other people will hate you for it. Um and they will hate you for the, the reason that Pipe outlined before, and they'll hate you because you are different. Um and they'll hate you because you're attempting to do the thing that they do, but in a different way. They'll be threatened by the sort of the level of enjoyment that people experience when they're with you. It's it's just it's that broken, human, fallen, you know, sin nature thing that like doesn't allow us to enjoy the the sort of uniqueness of other people as much as we should so that that's coming um but yeah academia by and large is a is an environment full of people who think they're special but they really aren't Um, and it's it's really it's an interesting place to live in 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 light of that you know what i mean um because you're you're forever kind of wanting to remind people how average they actually are but you're also wanting to I want to drink the Kool-Aid too you know what I mean like <laughs> I would enjoy thinking that I'm special that looks fun um and sometimes I do sometimes I'm able to pull it off um but not all the time and I think if you're pulling it off all the time you're a delusional kind of self-obsessed narcissist anyway that that None of us want to be if we're walking closely with the Lord. You know what I mean?
0: Sure. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah agreed. I know, and I think I just you know it's it's something kind of like if you can ste- if you're somebody that can step back and you can I'm always fascinated by if you're there's there's always like a couple people in the room that are focusing out when they're in a, in uh-huh. the middle of a crowded room and they're and they're observing the types and yeah. if you're like if you can be one of those kind of people only by being one of those kind of people can you break the type. If you're in a room where, where it's kind of objectively kind of all the same, you know? And so I love the challenge because I do, cause I am kind of one of those guys. Again, not to be all special, but like I, I'm kind of fascinated by the observation process of that. And so I, I like the challenge of that. I think that would be part of my fun entrance into academia if I ever get into academia. But I also think it would be massively frustrating too and challenging. I think, I think, I, I think it would take a lot of growth on my part. And as, maybe as I'm getting older, that's yeah. possible for with yeah. sanctification. But I mean, to step back and go, "Oh my gosh, I'm going to die. This is killing me." You know. But at the same time, yeah. knowing, but here's the challenge: you don't have to be
1: that guy. You can be over yeah. here
0: and be that guy. But I know yeah. it comes with it comes with uh, it comes with pluses and minuses. I get it. It you
1: know? it does. And I'm going to ask you one more question about academia. Then I I want I want to hear Pipe on some of this stuff because he's been academia adjacent for most of his life and mm-hmm. in it at times. Um, I, I guess my question is, uh, it's a two-parter probably. Like, do you really want to be in academia or is it or, no. is it just a bit? And I'm <laughs> I'm not trying to be condescending. Like, because, I don't know, we, we all do a thing sometimes where we do bits and then we all have things that we're actually serious about. And so are you serious about it or is it a bit? And then the follow-up question would be, I, I I think the high ceiling for guys like us in academia is we can be popular sometimes, right? And being popular is fun. I know you like it. I like it. It's fun. But they're never gonna they're never gonna trot you out. You're never gonna be the trot out guy because you're not quite them enough for it. Does that make sense? Yeah. 100%. Um, yeah, yeah. So are are you comfortable not being the trot out guy? Can well, you live I, with that?
0: I don't know. I mean, that's a great question. Yeah. Since I haven't experienced it, like I don't know. I've experienced it in mm-hmm. other areas, you know. So I, mm-hmm. I I I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. I think I I don't I don't know if I would like academia. I, I'll tell you. This is what I do like that's different from pastoral ministry that I think I would like mm-hmm. it. And I and what I like is that you can create content that you just get to sort of like. Go over and over and over and finely tune and hone Mm -hmm. in on. I like Mm -hmm. that rather than always creating something brand new because Mm -hmm. there's a sense Mm -hmm. of creating something within a structure that's already been created that I like better. Yeah, and I and I like. um, So I mean, I already do like teaching stuff. You know, where I'm where I'm in with a small group of guys, and I like the dialogue of teaching that you don't get with preaching. Because mm-hmm. I like that interaction. And I know you know what I'm talking about, T. Like that's yeah, a fun, sure. I- that's a fun interaction because that's mm-hmm. where you can, you can have some personality. You can kind of, you can lighten things up when people get too heavy. You can insert, mm-hmm. you can, you can just, you can, you, um, you can, you control the narrative in a way that, I mean, again, when you're preaching, you control the narrative, but there's no back and forth. There's no interaction. It's a monologue. And I just think being able to connect with people. On on a more regular basis on that level, since I do it on a more irregular level, I really enjoy it. It's super fun for me, and I just I always think like that. That could just be really enjoyable for me. And I think um and I I think I have some just some natural born skills
1: in it. So Mm.
0: um I don't know, but I but I could be totally wrong. I could be completely wrong. I don't know.
1: Yeah, well, and you'll never know until you until you hypothetically get there. Pipe, Um, talk about whether any of this is resonating with you slash like we, we could take it in a funny direction or we could keep it serious. The funny direction would be an NFL or NBA comp for Ronnie in academia. Like what kind (laughs) of academic is he going to be, uh, theoretically, but, uh, take it in whatever direction you want to take it. Is any of that resonating?
2: Well, yeah. Let me give the scouting report on Ronnie as an academic and it's, uh, It's it's a little bit like from the NFL draft this year, you got um Kayvon Thibodeau, who's a pass rusher, who was <laughs> Dude, that's uh, a perfect comp was you know, he long been respected, highly rated, uh everybody was aware of him, and there was just a persistent criticism of him that he was interested in too many things. He wasn't enough of a ball guy. Like he just football wasn't his namely whole himself. Life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, you know, he 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 likes to read and he, he's intelligent and he's he's entertaining and he's you know, he can carry a conversation, which in the NFL world is not acceptable because you need to be frothing at the mouth and chewing glass and eating nails and walking on coals and running through brick walls or you're not mm-hmm. a ball guy. I think yeah. that's just Ronnie in academia. He's like, "Oh no, I, I like people and I enjoy food and I occasionally laugh." And uh, they're like, "This is unacceptable. You're not a true academic." <laughs> and uh, yeah. and yet, similar to what I suspect will happen for Cave on Thibodeau, I think there's there's a bright future ahead, and uh, mm. and the critics can be proven wrong, and there's there's a place for
1: people with varied interests. So that's my yeah. scouting report on on Wow, that's the nice, academic.
0: pipe. That's very kind, my friend.
1: That's actually that's actually a, a perfect comp. That works really well. Um, Pipe, I think your dad... I mean, even though your dad was... I don't know, maybe he was a college professor for a while, was he? Yeah, he was for five or
2: six years before becoming a pastor. Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, he strikes me as the kind of person who would think of himself as an academic. You strike me as the kind of person who wouldn't, and I don't, despite being... A college professor for eight years. I don't. I don't use the term academic. I don't think of myself as an academic. Um, and that that like bothers some people that I work with. Like <laughs> they they always want to have this argument like twice a year where they're like, "No, you're an academic," and I'm like, "No, actually, I'm not. Um, I'm a teacher. You know, I'm a school teacher." But um, I don't know. It's how, how do you feel about the term academic?
2: Um. Well, it. It's a little bit like hearing the term chemist. Like, yeah, those yeah. okay. There are people who who know a lot about a thing in a field. Yeah. And and they they focus on that thing and okay, good for them. And I'm over here yeah. doing a very different thing. That's that's kinda how I feel. I mean, obviously academic is and especially in, in theology and, and in the Christian world covers a lot of ground and I'm probably closer to that than I am chemist. Well, I'm certainly closer to that than I am chemist, but mm-hmm. I, <clears throat> you asked the question earlier, you know, how many exceptional people do you, do we know? Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a, it's an interesting question because if, you know, I grew up around somebody who many people would call exceptional Um yeah. and had many exceptional people at our dinner table and worked in publishing. Mm-hmm. So Cross paths with a lot of exceptional people, and what I've come to realize is like there there aren't really exceptional people. There's, yeah, you you know, remember when, like in the '90s, when you play Madden football and you create a player, and you got a certain allotment of like character traits, and (laughs) so if you if you made them really good in one thing, you couldn't make them good in something else. That's every exceptional person. Like even Mm. if you read the Steve Jobs biography, absolutely brilliant, except he was like. Antisocial, psychopathic, crazy, mean, mm. et cetera. Mm-hmm. Same with Michael Jordan. So people who yeah. are exceptional are almost always exceptional at something, are almost always yeah. bad at something else. The question yeah. is, are they humble enough to recognize it? So the, the best yeah. exceptional people, like I'd put my dad in this category, I'd put somebody like Ray Ortland in this category, are people who excel at certain things and have no problem going, I'm not very strong in these other areas. I need better people around me. I need to hand off those responsibilities. I need to apologize when I get stuff wrong. You know, just sort of general yeah. humility. But yeah, I, I'm never impressed by exceptional people because when you when you run across, I mean, I'm, I'm impressed at things that they do. yeah. But I mean you talked about this in the academic world. I've I've known plenty of brilliant academics and by and large they can't look you in the eye or they can't carry on a conversation or they they mm. can't connect with a normal person. They can't have a you know they can't have a conversation about like, you know, we we spent 40 minutes talking about Top Gun last week and yeah that that, that will they can't do that. You know, yeah. and if they do they're they're getting into like the the themes of the literary imagery and you're like whatever i have a need a need for speed that's like that's where i was going with this and <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah there's i don't know the the exceptional person thing i just kind of shrug at it and go i don't if you want to be a well-rounded person you won't be exceptional that's kind of you know we yeah. that's back to the average like we're average yeah. i think because all of us want to be decent at lots of things yeah instead of excelling at one thing at the expense of other things
1: yeah, I mean, we care about our marriages and our kids and our churches and our friendships and, dude, I'll, t- I'll tell you guys something that blew me away from a existential standpoint. Um, so my kid's doing this camp thing this summer. He's a counselor, and they had a a camp for like pretty severely like disabled people, and he's kind of giving me updates from it and sending me pictures. And they're wrecking me, right? Like, they're just destroying me in in good ways. And I'm I'm proud of him, and I'm proud of how the Lord is using him. And I look at these pictures, and I just think, this is it. Like, this is the meaning of life. Um, And it's small, and it's contained in a week, you know, but uh, it's a week that he would call hard work but that those kids would call maybe the best week of their lives i don't know i just i look at stuff like that and i wonder if we're doing it all wrong you know mm. what i mean and i don't know that there's a an answer to be gleaned from it i'm not a great like gleaning the answer guy i'm i'm great at being moved by things you know what i mean mm. i can see a picture and i can cry and i can go that wrecks me and i'm proud of my kid and i see the lord in it and i'm my heart's gladdened but i, I i'm not good at like extrapolating the 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 takeaway that's because you you're not an we... academic <laughs> yeah, yeah very true and we've come well, full it, circle
2: what i mean the the example you just gave that you know him working at a camp with severely disabled people it it certainly the significance of that certainly flies in the face of you know we're talking about exceptional people we're really talking about people we're talking about high functioning high producing people right which is i mean i guess that's a form of being exceptional but it, yeah. By that definition everybody at that camp including the volunteers are not exceptional. Yeah. Because w- it, there's no measurable success some of those people will never sure. be able to produce something you know a, a product.
1: Sure. Yeah, that's right.
2: So so clearly there's a there's a an extreme breakdown in in how we value what is exceptional and what's not. And the, the difficulty is I don't think we can actually measure the things that are truly exceptional, you know? Yeah. He, I was talking to a friend about, you know, going on vacation with kids and and he was like, oh, you know, when you have little kids, he's like, vacation is no longer restful. It's about making memories for them. You know, you basically are invested mm-hmm. in making memories. And I thought that's, you know, that's a good that's a good thought. It's a good word. Yeah. But... We don't even know the memories we're making. Like the stuff that I remember about my dad and my mom are not the things that they were trying to do to make memories. It was just sure. them doing normal stuff. All that to say, yeah, I think I, we work so hard to measure and grade and mm. uh, to kind of evaluate on what is exceptional, what really matters. And I'm I'm pretty sure we just miss it eighty, ninety five percent of the time.
1: I think we do. Yeah, I think we do. Boys, let's take a break. One last one. We'll come back and we'll talk briefly about ad stuff. All right, we're back. Let's let's do a couple minutes of, um, you know, we've been in this partnership with, uh, with Life Audio for a while. The ads have been all over the place. Some helpful, some annoying, some off color. Um, what are you guys hearing out in the wild about the way that our ads are working?
2: i i have uh i've heard from two different listeners who live in the Middle East, which by the way we have listeners in the middle east that's that's pretty fantastic that's a solid flex and yeah, I, would, that's I would exceptional yeah just we, that's that's above average i guess um and yeah. uh they apparently the the geolocating aspect of these ads is working great because they said they consistently get reminders to go to prayer in Arabic. <laughs> So in the midst of our in the midst of our our Christian podcast, they are getting reminded to go to the mosque for prayer, to participate in prayer where they are five times. a Wow. So his job life
1: audio. I mean, you've the the, the algorithm is working, sort of. I didn't know that it was possible for me to feel more depressed this morning, but that (laughs) that may have done it. (laughs) That may have driven the. The emotion needle even yet lower. baby. it
2: makes you feel better, in, in a lot of those Middle Eastern cities, anywhere there's a mosque, they have like the minaret. And like there's a loud call to prayer five times a day anyway. True. So I'm not yeah, sure that our yeah. podcast is really moving the needle on that.
1: Yeah, it's not like anybody's like, hey, you know what? I was listening to this manifestly Christian podcast and for 30 seconds I was urged to go to the mosque. So, you know what? Dog on it. You you twisted my arm. You know, enough. Stop already. I'm going. Let's go. Yeah, I'm going to the mosque. (laughs) Good grief, dude. Um, Baby, what are you getting? Well, so I've gotten a few. I've gotten a few.
0: uh, I've gotten a few messages from friends, mainly, Uh that it's along these lines. It's like, dude, have you have you listened (laughs) to one of your pods since you guys went with you know the network and i go i i have not actually I I, i haven't i don't listen to the pod i record the pod i don't listen to the pod and um they're like oh dude like the ads man are you are you okay with some of those ads i said again i don't know what the ads are i've never listened Dude, yeah. maybe you should listen. Maybe you should listen to what some of those ads are. I said, uh, again, I'm not going to do that, so why don't you tell me what the ads <laughs> are? And it's like this long dialogue where they're afraid to tell me what some of the ads are. And Dude, that's
1: classic start, That's know? classic, like pastor talk, though, because I'm sure these friends are pastors. Yeah, some of them, they w- are. Yeah, some of them are. They yeah. want to do a little gossip. You know, They, they want to be the titillating, like, well, Ronnie... You know, uh, now, have you have you thought about they want that? They want that so bad. Well,
0: I don't typically have those kind of pastor friends. But yeah, I get to your point. Yes. Big T. That's,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, you you do. You do. But you don't. But you do. You well,
0: know. yeah, it's like it's like they're they're. This is what it is. I think you just you it's just, the
1: young guys too. the young you guys. You landed want to on gossip. something. You landed yeah. on
0: something. It's dudes that like are not going to get offended. But they're wondering if I'm offended. And they're like, they're, yeah, they're curious. And then if I get a little offended, then that gives them license to go, yeah, man, I don't, I don't know. Should you even be doing that? You know, it's like that kind of a thing, right? Yeah, they
1: kind of want to crap all over your thing, but not really. Um, they're more curious yeah. about what
0: I think. And I'm like, I don't know. I literally don't know.
1: Um, and they're kind of doing the cool guy thing. They're like, well, I'm not offended. I mean, I'm. I'm it's, fine with it, but you it's know. the same thing they do with like
2: you know whatever whatever prestige TV show where they're like, hey, have you watched this? They ask first because then that's the yeah. first barrier of like, is there do they have permission to like this thing? And then if you're like, yeah, I mean I've seen it, they're like, I mean I know it's a little, it's a little gritty. There's you know there's a little bit of inappropriate content, and they sort of hem and haw their way into it. It's just that about ads. It's the same thing where instead of just going, man, I love this show, they yeah, or making a joke about it, they they have to kind of put put up the uh, put up the moral mile markers along the way
1: well and i can i can honestly say this with a clean conscience like if 30 seconds of some stupid ad on a stupid podcast is going to cause you to stumble like you, you probably need to go live under a rock. Like that just isn't going to happen. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, just maybe the pod maybe
0: the podcasting world is not for you.
1: <laughs> yes, you, maybe maybe the world in general is not for you. And as someone who questions annually whether the world is something for me, I get it, you know? Like I I I understand that like mind space very well but uh ronnie
2: ronnie has very different kinds of friends than i do because like you you get all of that sort of like let's let's work around this issue until we get there i just got two texts last week from two different friends who just said dude why am i getting tampon ads on your (laughs) podcast
1: that's the kind of friends I have. I have like fun dirtbag friends. No, I've gotten wanna... some of the guys. I've gotten some of those too. Yeah. Like, dude, yeah. I just
0: heard an ad for you know fill in the blank, and it was like, oh yeah, dude, yeah. wow, that's I, I mean, just that's something.
1: I
2: just remind them that they're targeted ads, and so I just kind of I don't know. You tell me.
1: What is this? <laughs> exactly. Uh, boys, I know somebody has to leave at ten o'clock, so I should uh, I should wrap the episode. But uh, a weird thing happens. I feel better so i'm I'm a little i kind of was sensing that your mood shifted yeah i feel a little bit better so uh thanks for time to head to the mosque time time to head to the mosque (laughs) give thanks good grief uh boys we've done what we always do which is wander to and fro throughout my apparently complex emotions and some mosque stuff and until next time
2: We want to take a moment to thank the team at Life Audio for partnering with us on this podcast. Be sure to go to lifeaudio.com and take a look at the other podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more.
0: The love of God is immeasurable. It's unchanging. It's indescribable. Because God loves you so much, you can sleep through the night in peace. With Abide Bible Sleep Meditation... You can fall asleep fast with relaxing sleep stories based on scripture. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Bible Sleep Meditation. You can also download the Abide app from more biblical meditations at abide.com.